There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price, my co-host of the Dark Delight Show. Hello. And uh, we are keeping you guys informed of what is happening in the world, what I call the global unfolding conspiracy. And, you know, for the longest time, I've been talking about the Firestorm event. I do this primarily on my podcast, The Daily Dose on redpills.tv. But, you know, we also talk about it here on the Dark Delight Show. No, we haven't talked about it recently because me and Jim just been gabbing back and forth for the last few months. But, you know, the Firestorm event is in full effect right now. And if you're not seeing it, you're not paying attention. And if we look at the economy today... The bank collapses. I've been talking about bank collapses for over two years, that the banks are going to be collapsing, that we're going to have a similar situation which arose in 1929, 1933, that is going to cause emergency policy through regulators to basically step in. And you're going to begin to see the nationalization of banks. And what are we seeing today, Jim? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The takeover of the banks. It's it's very systematic, though, isn't it? I mean, it's not – I mean, it's not quite the – the carpet, or the was it the uh, the tablecloth yanked out from under all the dishes? It's not that fun, you know that quick of a moment, but it is happening. We are seeing the, this whole thing devolve. Is that what we call this? Is de- devolve? We're not getting better; we're getting worse. Is that correct? Well, yeah, de-evolution, right? Hmm. Oh well, yeah, we're seeing. It. And then, the, and the sad part of it is, there's a lot of people that are still rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, talking about everything's going to be all right. And uh, it just when you see the the potato in chief up there just doing his thing, like oh no, well, this is not a recession. It's a I don't know whatever he called it, and it's transitory and weird crap. It just it just is amazing how hard they're willing to lie to you. Well, that's right, and you know what. People are seeing it firsthand right now as their 401ks get drained and the money that is being put into the system gets pulled out and and spread across the board to uh, a few small billionaires. We're seeing right now is the destruction of the middle class, something that conservatives have been talking about for a long time. And this destruction of the middle class is necessary to implement a state of communism, a state of Marxism. The reason is, is because the more wealthy that the wealthy get and the poor that everybody else gets, the more Mm -hmm. those people who are poor seek to say, hey, look, the wealthy need to redistribute that wealth. And that happens through the government. And the government does that through public-private partnerships. And as that begins to happen, you're going to see people ask for more handouts from the government, these types of things, Mm -hmm. universal basic income. And what's happening right now, Jim, and I talked about this a little bit last night on my show, is that we have a foreclosure crisis pending. But see, the problem with the foreclosure crisis is that when the big forbearance came in 2020 due to COVID, a lot of people were basically taking uh, forbearance loans out, which got added to their escrow. And, you know, 18 months later, they all defaulted on their mortgages, but the mortgage companies did not default them. They did not follow through the, the foreclosure process because they had let go of all the foreclosure lawyers and all the people involved in that process. So they're rehiring them now, but banks are obviously cash strapped. 
So we have this pending bubble within the real estate market. The commercial real estate bubble is underground right now. The banks are underwater in the sense of all these various different assets. And so that's the Mm -hmm. next part that you're going to begin seeing. And then we have all these smaller banks, not really small banks, but smaller banks that are tumbling in their stock price today because people are fearing of a banking collapse, which means you're going to see a run on those banks and a money transferred to the large six banks. And what did I talk about the last few days? Centralization of the banking industry and then nationalization of that banking industry. And that is exactly what we're seeing. Well, you, you you watch how the Feds just happened to the Fed Reserve, which again we got to we got to remind everybody the details of each each participant in this. There is the U.S. Treasury, which is you. There's the Federal Reserve, which is a privately held corporation that loans the government money or the Treasury money. And so when we find out that the Feds, the Fed Reserve, goes in and bails out. Uh, I don't know. How do you get a bailout doing a buyout? I, that's the amazing part. Now, and I don't know, Josh, where have you ever seen like, hey, I'm going to go buy this uh, failing business. But then the bank turn, turns around and says, oh, okay, we'll cover you buying that. But we'll give you an extra $50 billion just just if you need it. You know, I mean, where does how, how much of a cool kids club is this to where they know this is a failed bank? They know it was mismanaged for whatever reason. And whether it's depositors or bad business or whatever, how do you go in and get a loan for a bail? It's like, hey, I'm going to, Mr. Credit Union, I want to borrow money to buy buy out this other bank that's dying. And, uh, and they're like, sure, why not? And we'll give you an extra $50 billion just in case you need it. What? Like, how does that, that doesn't, none of this makes sense to the average person because none of us going in with our quote unquote social credit score could walk in. And be able to get a loan in those in those parameters, but yet this is what the banks are doing for the banks, and I think they're doing this more often behind our backs, but then we really realize. Well, I think there's it, more it, going on. You know on. what's interesting too, Jim? What's that? Is that people out there in in the truth movement are looking at this as a big win? Oh my God, the banks are collapsing! Oh, ha ha ha! We were right. This is not a good thing. See, if the right. banks were collapsing and it was like Wells Fargo, Chase, and stuff like that, and people were drawing their money out and putting it in gold and silver, that would be a great thing. And I'd be like, yay, let's set up a parallel system. But people are pulling their money out of the small town home banks, out of the regional small little banks, and then taking their money and putting it into the big six. This is a centralization right. of banking power. This is why J.P. Morgan Chase just got control of First Republican. This isn't good. Mm-hmm. No, that's exactly. What, I mean, and then think about it. I mean, nobody's going to run around and, you know, saying, "Hey, Josh, we got this bank that's failing. We want to let you buy it, and we'll give you an extra fifty billion just in case you need it." And I thought we were all insolvent. I thought all this stuff was going on. What happened to that? Uh, what was that? Remember on the uh, usdebtclock.org, there was that sp- the special money, um, that or the M one money or M two money. You're talking about the M two money supply. Yeah, that they didn't have enough to cover their backsides. But yet they've got all this money on the front side for this. What, well, what, M2, what's the- so M two money supply is is kind of like disposable income, right? So this is actually calculated as the amount of money that people are holding in the banks after bills and stuff like that are paid. So the M two money supply is really what what we call the disposable income that is left over and calculated each year after people paid all their bills, paid all their taxes, and everything like that. How much money do the average consumer have left? Now, if we look right. at those numbers per last year, $1 trillion of disposal income disappeared. Now, the reason it disappeared is not because 
people don't have that money. It's because they pulled it out of the banks. And over the last three months, we've seen over $580 billion, probably more this next week, uh, being pulled out of those banks. And then since then, are they putting it in cash or what are they doing with it? Well, I think that people are putting this money into alternative um, investment solutions. And so they're probably buying five-year bonds, which are paying upward to 5%. Um, instead of keeping it into a you know a, a savings account which is paying point one point one percent, and then right. you know they're, they're putting it in the cryptocurrency which is paying way higher rates. They're putting it in the gold and silver which is what up seven percent for the last week and a half. We'll talk to Dr. Kirk Elliott about that tomorrow. But you know right. it, it's not wise right now to be keeping your money in the traditional investments, including like your IRAs and your four hundred one ks. If they're in, if they're specifically invested in like technology stocks, pharmaceutical stocks, these things. What you want to do is you want to get out of those and you want to get something that hedges the recessionary and recession and inflation. And these are going to be commodities and energy stocks. Those are the types of things that you want to be in. And then gold and silver mining stocks and gold and silver, not paper necessarily in the sense of the stock market, but you want to be in physical gold and silver, or you want to have that physical gold and silver in an IRA that's sitting in a vault that you have the actual certificate for that you can go claim at a, at a proper time. And that's what Dr. Kirk Elliott does right there. Right. I, mean, I just bought I just bought 400 ounces of silver the other day. Right. Wow. I mean, yeah. this is how serious people need to be about this is go out there and buy a weight. My wife looked at me and she goes, what do you need these big bricks of silver for? And I said, just wait. Mm-hmm. I said, just wait. She goes, yeah, but you can't like chop that up. You can't make coins out of it. I'm like, yeah, I can. I can make my own damn <laughs> yeah. coins out of this. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't take that much heat. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so at the end of the day, what we have going on here is we have the syst- systematic economic collapse occurring within this country. And this is perfect timing and what I've been calling for, because typically what happens is you're going to have an economic collapse right before a world war, because you have to confuse the masses. First, what you do is you make them homeless, you make them jobless, you make them poor and hungry and sick and on the streets. And then what you do is you give them a solution like war. And then you send them off the war and it ramps up the war economy. People start making money again because they're being put back to work and the able-bodied men and women go across seas to fight the war. And now you have your whole global transition of the global power state where the United States will lose that war and China and Russia will rise up as the new global power. And the United States will be basically knocked back into uh, a second world country, a developing country. Well, and that's amazing that you think about how this reset really does occur. We've we've seen it happen through. Wait, we've had. okay. can let me ask you a quick question. We think about technology. We have technology now, right? We have these artifacts, right? So if we all pop off the earth right now, all these things are left behind are called artifacts, right? Because this is from a former civilization, blah, blah, blah. Where is all the – I mean, are we sure that the technologies that we had from further back through the collapses of these different economies and different worlds wasn't a lot further along and just the junk actually made it through and all the good stuff has not been perpetuated forward or has been kept from us? But in this time we're seeing with this this, this, this collapse of everything – we have to be able to see that this has happened how many times just in this last hundred years? I mean, how many times have we done the reset? At least in, in what, 1913 and well, you know, uh, according, to, according to mythology, and if we look at this, this is the fourth civilization on this planet. This is what yes, we're doing as a, as, a, as, a, as a global community, right? Right. So this would be the fourth 
major civilization on this planet right. that is potentially going through what we would call the Great Reset. All right, we'll huh. be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. My bills are all due, and the baby needs shoes, and I'm busted. Cotton is down to a quarter of a pound, but I'm busted. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. The power of God! Hooray! Back to the yeah. And you know, it, it's kind of interesting the way we do this show, because it's, it's kind of like the way Glenn Beck used to do it. He used to talk a lot of, like, the Egyptian pyramids have these symbols and design. He doesn't do that anymore. Did you ever notice that? Well, no. I don't know. It, it's, I don't know if, it, if it's just because he's getting older or because he feels like it's... I, I think he still believes it's paid. Uh, it still needs to be necessary, but maybe he's gotten an older sense to him. I mean, he is a couple of days older than we are. Well, Not he is. That much he older. is, and he's obviously converted, and uh, he's very, very religious these days, and very converted. But is he? You know, is he? What religion is he? He's Christian. Oh yeah, he's Christian. 
Um, but, but there's nothing wrong with that. And, and what I'm just trying to say is that he, he used to be, get on Fox News and do the uh, the old whiteboard with all the pyramids and the, the measurements and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, he got ejected, created Blaze, and just stopped. But, you know, though, Glenn, if you're listening – Blaze TV, if you guys are listening, you guys should pick up this radio show because we give you a little diversification in content yeah. that you guys are not talking about. And see, Bingo. that's the beautiful thing. Is, right. and this is the reason why I think people like this show as well as the Red Pill Project and a lot of things that we do there is because we diversify the information. We don't just come out there and go politics, 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 right, 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 right. You know, we're, we're, yeah. we're talking about ancient history. We're talking about alternative history. We're talking about UFOs and aliens and ESP and telekinesis. We're talking about spirituality. We're talking about the heart and love and compassion and gratitude. We're, we're talking about contemporary religion and various different philosophies and, and occultism. We're talking about how that all relates to what's occurring right now in the world. And I think that's such a beautiful combination of information. And, and if we look at the world today, people need that high level and that large overview of information to really kind of understand what is mm -hmm. happening in this world. Because I, I said this the other day. This is a spiritual war that we're dealing with here. This is 100% oh, yeah. a spiritual war. And this is a war for your soul, people. This is literally a war for your soul. And if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, go out there and ask how many people that – if the soul exists. Most people be yeah. like, yeah, yeah, the soul's a conspiracy theory, right? <laughs> this is telling you that our modern civilization uh -huh. is lacking the knowledge – lacking the understanding and the knowing of their own soul. Where if you went back a thousand years and you asked people, does a soul exist? People are like, oh, absolutely. I, I got the soul within me. This is created by God. But nowadays right. it's like a conspiracy theory to talk about the soul. No, but it's not. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing more that is you than your soul, than who you are. And you can call it the words, you can use the word S-O-U-L, but it's, there's more to it than that. And it's who you are. I mean, to say that you don't have a soul, so you've given up on yourself to that point where you just don't believe that you even exist. How does that? How do you quantify that? How do you put? Talk me off the ledge here, Josh. I don't. How, how do you say that there isn't? I mean, well, we. How, how about this? It's I, who I you are. Like this, Jim. Yeah? Is that if we look at everything in the universe, right? Right. Okay. Everything that we've created, for example, right? So, Because everything follows this trend, and this is kind of what the ancient hermetic axiom, as above, so below, means, is that everything has a various pattern that it functions through within the universe. So if you're going to go use a coffee pot or a blender or a stove or anything like this, you have mm -hmm. to plug it in. You have to have a gas feed to it. You have to have something that provides energy in order for it to continue operating. Now, with the body, obviously, we, we throw food in the, in the body. People are like, oh, well, that's where the energy comes from. No, 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 no. But, but there is an anime. An anime is, is kind of what the Latin word for soul or for that which makes things move, right? Animation. And so if we look at everything in the universe, everything that's not alive, okay, doesn't have kinetic energy, doesn't move with any level of energy but everything that is alive has a certain level of kinetic energy and that energy thrives within it and they can't even understand how the degradation of those systems occur well the right. way they occur is i use the analogy of the tree jim have you ever heard the mm -hmm. analogy of the tree oh yeah can you see the tree no 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 not the, the one? no 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 every fall 
a tree prepares for winter. It senses the temperature change. And what it right. does is it begins pulling back all the chlorophyll rich within oxygen. Okay? It mm-hmm. begins pulling back all the all the water and the food within the leaves back into the center core of its trunk to preserve it so it can survive during the winter. Now, when it does this, the leaves become devoid of life. The leaves mm-hmm. get the life pulled out of them. They become brittle and they fall from the tree to the ground. When they hit the ground, obviously, that's going to replenish the soil and provide the proper nutrients for the roots of that tree to regrow again. But that next year, that next spring, that tree takes all that energy it preserved during the winter and pushes it out into new leaves. Guess what? This time, those new leaves are smarter. They have more information on how to survive another winter. They have more information on their environment and, and their, their longevity. Mm -hmm. The tree is a little bit taller. It has new branches. It's growing. But now it springs back into life, utilizing that same life force, that same energy it pulled in during the fall. And see, we use that analogy to describe you and me, us. That's how we are. And I say that it's not that we have a soul. Okay? I have a hand. Okay? I have a leg. I am a soul. There's a big difference there. Well, there's a couple things that you know the analogies of all that. Remember that when your tree decides it wants to to either bud out or to withdraw itself, it's doing it off a of temperature of the soil. So the soil itself determines. So you can actually there's websites out there. You can see the temperature of the soil everywhere around you. You can tell when you're going to be able to plant what you should plant when. But the other part of it is, think about that. Those roots way down in there. Those are. You know, those are down on the ground. They, it can feel the temperature, can feel things changing, and it predicts. It starts to move in a certain direction. But also remember, a tree grows out. It doesn't grow up. And a lot of people think that a tree, like if you nailed a sign on a tree and come back 20 years from now, the sign's going to be at the exact same elevation you left it at because a tree grows out. The outer rings of the tree are the alive part, and that's where all the nutrients and everything, but just behind the bark. And that's why leaving the bark alone most of the time, you don't really want to get into the bark because you can kill the tree, right? Because that's where all the, the lifeblood's going. So there's a lot of an- an- analogies or comparisons we can use even with our own life to think about how we, you know, how we dictate and how we move through our days. But yeah, there's a lot of cool things that a tree does that we don't think about it in the right ways because we think a tree grows up, but it actually grows out. Well, let me ask you this. Do you know where the majority of the mass from the tree comes from? Oh, well, mass. Oh, well, you get, go, go ahead. You got me. So many people believe that the mass of the tree comes from the soil, which mm. makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Right. But actuality, that's not the truth. There was an Australian scientist who asked this question, and what he did is he planted a tree and measured the soil density at the point in time. He let it grow and realized that the soil density didn't decrease in proportion to the rate of the growth of the tree. So he wondered, where's the tree getting this mass from? Well, what does the tree breathe? What does it consume? CO2. What's its fuel? CO2. CO2. What's the first part of CO2? Carbon. What does the tree breathe out? Uh, Oxygen. Okay, what's the difference between carbon dioxide and oxygen? Uh, they're bonds. Well, no. What's the difference between them is if I subtract a carbon oh. dioxide and oxygen O2, I get carbon left over. So the mass of the tree comes from carbon dioxide. 
So the it is a defoliating process. Dioxide, yeah. yeah, so yeah. the carbon dioxide that the tree takes in, it pulls that carbon off and utilizes that for the mass of the tree and gives off oxygen. Now, it, this is interesting too because there, there's a science experiment that you can do out there, and we'll talk about global warming for a second. You know, right. over the last 30 years, we heard that the sea levels are going to rise because of the melting of the ice caps. Have you heard this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I have. Right? But yet, if you, go to Plymouth, if you go to Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock has not increased one inch since the time of the pilgrims. Now, nope. why is that? Well, do you remember Mr. Wizard? Yes, Mr. Wizard's World, yes. Mr. Wizard's World, man. He, he used to do this experiment where he would say, take a glass of water and then over overfill it with ice and as the ice melted the water in the glass would not overflow and the reason is is because ice is negative density in the sense where the volume right now of the oceans already includes the ice that is in it which means when all the ice melts the increased height of the water will not happen because it'll actually be a little bit lower. Yep. We'll be right back with more Dark Light Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight yep. Show. Here we are. And, and we're having and a, you know, Klaus Schwab, Schwab still sucks. I had, yeah, Klaus Schwab still sucks. I had to correct myself on this. I said that ice has a negative density, which is, is wrong. What I meant to say is that the volume of ice is greater than the melted water that it would take up, which means that right. it has negative volume in the sense that when that ice melts, the volume of the water is less than the density of the ice, which means that... If we have these ice caps and they begin to melt, the sea level is not going to raise. And Hello. Where's Mr. Carey? Uh, paging Mr. Carey, uh, Mr. Horseface. Where, where are you at, buddy? And uh, well, where's it, it's funny because Al Gore? you have Neil deGrasse Tyson actually talking about this all the time. And then he's a proponent that comes out and says, but if the ice caps melt, we're going to see a, you know, a two-foot rise in sea levels. And, and, and this is just... You know, this is the hypocrisy of the right. world, of the left right now. Um, you had Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson on um, Dell Big Tree's show a few weeks ago. Right. And they're debating vaccines, right? Yeah. And uh, Dell Big Tree's given him the facts and the evidence that he has. And, and Neil deGrasse Tyson goes, but, but you don't understand. There's a scientific consensus. Science is not about consensus, it's not about votes. Science is about facts. Science right. is about empirical data. And, and I just wish Dell Bigtree um, had a scientific mind to go out there and look at Neil deGrasse Tyson and say, um, Bruno, Copernicus, uh, Maxwell, Tesla, Einstein, all these people went against a consensus and changed and revolutionized science and technology because they did not accept what the establishment was producing as fact by vote, right. by decree. Mm -hmm. Think about that, though. I mean, what, what, about, uh, what about the whole Newton's apple thing? I mean, there's a lot of things that we quote-unquote didn't know that we, 
we observed, but we didn't put a name to it. And there's a lot of things that we do now. I mean, we don't always think about it in the right way, and and so that's called that's called evolution, right? But it doesn't. Okay, so for, so a forensic, a forensic outcome. People heard the word forensic a lot during uh, the 2020 election and things right after that. Talking about a forensic process, forensic audit, and a forensic audit means you can prove it forwards and backwards, just like a math problem. If you do a math problem, you can undo a math problem. You can go forwards and backwards, and it comes out the same. So you start out with a set of numbers. You add or subtract or multiply, whatever. You get to another set of numbers. Then you go backwards, and it brings up the same numbers. Well, that's the same thing that you're doing in science. You're, you're going out and trying to refute or find flaws in, quote-unquote, a, a hypothesis of what, what this may or may not have been. And the sad part of it is is to hear a lot of these scientists that are no longer open – but consider so many things to be settled. You know, they, they call, you know, when you get into science stuff, they like, oh, well, that's settled already. That, that's, that's already been settled. That's a law. And the sad part of it is, is that once you get to that point, you've now closed off all arguments or other points of view where you can then grow from. And to say that I have, you know, I've been growing exponentially myself, a lot of stuff that I had settled into law in my brain, the things that I thought were going to be factual for the rest of my life. I have absolutely had to go back and rewrite my mental history and what we're really up against here. Uh, that mental history rewrite is hard to do because that means you have to admit you could be wrong with the information you were given. And how much have we looked at so far? Just in this show here, what we do with the history of things, with the science of things, with the the politics of things, the money of things. How many things that we sit here every single day and literally go against what you think is normal in your head Oh, that's not that's not how that is, Jim. And come on, Josh, you guys are way out there. It's like, but we're really very, very accurate. And the fact is, is we're having to do this with ourselves. We're having to ask those questions that really do go against our own our own best wishes. Because it's it's just easier just to say, oh no, I know it's fact. I know we're good. All right, we're caught. Yeah, uh, awesome. You know that was all it was. And and it, when you do that, you've shut everything down and you become very close minded. Well, and isn't that the the way people operate? Is that anything that begins to inflict pain on their paradigm, on their beliefs, on their faith, they will immediately shut it down with ridicule, with criticism, and eventually with aggression and violence. Because people don't like having their whole world turned upside down. They don't like being told that their perception of reality is not real or correct or that it's inaccurate. And see, that's the problem with the world right now. This is why we have so much chaos within the world because people are having a hard time accepting that this world has been one big deception and lie, that everything that they've known has been mm-hmm. a, a propaganda and disinformation through authority, through governments, through religion, through institutions, through corporations, that the whole joke has been on them the whole time. People can't accept that. I think a lot of it was done, the bad part of it was the Trojan horse through religion. Because people are very sensitive about that. That's their belief, right? That's my belief system. And how dare you in, you know, infringe or, or change what I believe my belief system is. And that really changes a lot when you start really thinking about that. If you, that's what hurts the most for people is that you know I believe in this, 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 and this. And then when you go back a little bit, and you start saying, "Well, what about this? Or what about that? Or what about the Book of Enoch?" And then you're, and then it's like, "Oh, you know, it gets it gets hard for people because that's 
you know, they've hung their hat on that. Yeah, and and you know what? This is why this is the Great Awakening, because people are becoming more and more aware, awakening to the fact that the systems of power and control that have dominated this world for thousands of years are coming to a standstill. They're coming to a collapse. And what they're trying to do is implement a system that progresses their authority for the next thousand years. And see, this is the thing, is every so often you have this rebalancing. And this is going to come to a point of vulnerability for everybody, for you, for me, for them. And their objective is to be at that opposite end of that point of vulnerability with the solution to the crises. Right? right, Valkyzian method, a problem, reaction, solution. And here's the thing, is if we plan and prepare right now, if we're well informed on what is happening, how it's happening, why it's happening, when it's happening, if we know these things, we can prepare ourselves for the eventual uh, preparation of what mm-hmm. happens next. We can influence the world to our benefit. We can influence the future of this world, of this country, Because these people, their power lies within you believing their lies, their deception. Mm -hmm. And the moment we reject that, they have to change tune. Right. No, and and that's what we should be doing. See, what is is the basis of everything that we've talked about here? Talking. Getting out and getting the right information, talking to each other, finding out what we can do – do all these things, and like you said, it changes the trajectory of the, pl- the, the I think it changes the trajectory of the the plane crash that we can actually find ourselves in a better place than what we really were going to end up according to what their plans were. Yeah, well, you know, it, the thing about their plans is Donald Trump threw a fork within those spokes. Mm-hmm. They had we know this. We had Barack Obama, then you had Hillary Clinton. It was called the sixteen year plan. Hillary Clinton was supposed to be president, and when that happens, they were supposed to immediately go to war with Russia. That was 2016 to 2017, and then a pandemic was about to hit. This brings in the world war, uh, massive economic and financial collapse. By 2021, the Agenda 21, this is the came out of the, the Kyoto Treaty, um, and, and original the design of the uh, sustainability and globalization is Agenda 21 was by that time, the whole world was in a point of a reset to where the social, economic, and political structures were reorganizing after a global war and a global pandemic. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. what happened for them is Donald Trump came in and basically threw a fork in their whole plan. So now they're trying to backtrack and get caught up with this plan and basically speed it up. The, that becomes a, a massive issue for them because we're well aware of their plans. And every time that they make a move, 30 seconds later, an hour later, not even a day later, we're there exposing their lies, their corruption, their propaganda, this, their disinformation. And so we've turned the tables on them. And this is the big problem that they're facing right now, which means that they have to, in real time, change the narrative, change their plan. And this is why they're on the attack. And this is why they're on the offensive going after people like Donald Trump, trying to trying to pass laws and so forth that go after people like you and me because they're mm-hmm. afraid of the the damage that we can do to their plan, which we are. Let's go to the lines right now. Charles, you are on with Josh and Jim. Hey, guys. Um, hey, I wanted to throw something out because this has been on my mind actually for a while now. Um, yeah. 
My suggestion, well, not suggestion, is my theory is the elites messed up in 2008 when they allowed Barack Obama to run and not Hillary. I believe if they had it switched, if they had Hillary win the election instead of Barack Obama, and then Barack Obama came out to go against Trump in 2016, we would be probably seeing a different scenario right now. Um, possibly, but I, I don't think they made a mistake in 2008. Um, I, I posted something on my Twitter just the other day of, uh, of Henry Lennox, who is a, a famous actor, Blacklist. He was the general in Superman. Um, he actually trained and groomed Barack Obama in the early 1990s before when he was a nobody. And he trained him how to talk, how to communicate, how to be a leader, all these types of things. And he actually exposed this on Man Cow's show back in 2013 and 2014. And so Barack Obama w- knew he was going to be president ever since like 1998. So I think oh, that yeah, no, what happened I, in 2008. I, I, know, that, I know all of that. I'm just, that's what I'm just saying. Like, had they waited and let Hillary win instead of Barack Obama, like when they were running against each other, had they had Clinton win and had her eight years pretty much what uh, Obama did, did, and then came out um, in 2016 and had Obama run against Trump, I, I strongly believe that America would have voted Obama over Trump. Well, I don't think we've had a legitimate election in this country since probably before Kennedy. Um, That's also so true. my thoughts on the Donald Trump, and thanks for the call there, Charles. Um, my, my thoughts... On the 2016 election is that they were going to cheat. They were utilizing a software developed by the NSA and the CIA called Hammer and Scorecard. The servers that were operating the software were located at a corporation in Ukraine called Burisma. And the reason they did it in Ukraine is because it had close IP proximity to Russia to where if they did get caught, they could bring it on Russia, interfering the elections. And then obviously that would be a cause for war. And what happened is, is Putin stepped in and shut down those servers and allow Donald Trump to legitimately win the election. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. 
The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Back to the Dark Delight show. I was listening to that cool, spacey music. There you go. So, <laughs> I believe that was Doctor Who, wasn't it, uh, Jim? Doctor Who. Yep. Yeah, Doctor Who. I was. Uh, I remember that was. It was like Channel Eight had it on, which was the PBS or yeah, public broadcasting system. They always had them on yeah. late at night. I always thought it was weird. And then they had the aliens. They had the alien robots and all that stuff. Anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> so that and the go ahead. Oh, no. So, uh, you know, talking about happenings in the world today, and we, we've been talking about this executive order the last uh, few days, well, last week and this week, uh, that Joe Biden had the Ready Reserve activated. I guess he's sending 1,500 U.S. troops to the border um, as Title 42 ends on May 11th. Well, that's nice of him. That's yeah, it's good to see he's finally participating. <laughs> the, yeah. Why is this guy so late to everything? Well, we know why. It's all purposeful. 6.8 million illegal immigrants have crossed through the border in the last two and a half years. And now he wants to send 1,500 active duty troops to the border. That's it? 1,500? Yep. That's it. We have, what, twenty five or 45,000 people stationed in Germany? Don't we have, like, like our Germany presence, our presence in Germany is huge. Like, it's a, like one of the biggest bases on, on Earth. Um, and, and yet we're going to send 1500 to our Southern border. That's the, that's our response to that. That's our response. Hmm. Makes absolute sense. <laughs> so, Jim, so what's hey, new in your I, world, w- man? What's new in your world? Oh, let's see. Uh, let's, not much. Um, we got, uh, we do have our show coming on tonight on AMP. We're going to be doing that tonight. That's right. We will be. 9.30 Eastern Time. We'll be bringing that up. Eastern Time. Yeah. Well, um, we still get those IRS agents. I talked about that a little bit when we were on the break there. We're still going to get our 87,000 IRS agents. And uh, there was there's an article here that breaks it down. There's 20 sites in Texas that are hiring these agents, 18 in California, 13 in Florida and in New York, 19 in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Illinois. Um, let's see. Let's see. Where are you at? Minnesota, you're Minnesota. Three sites in Minnesota. Um, so they're there, and these people will be carrying a gun. It's gonna mm. be cool. Mm. Gonna be great. Well, That'll be great. So, hey, so where's the, our money? The tax, man, the tax man has a gun, and then in, in June and July, they're gonna have direct access to all your bank account information. Right. For the last seven years. July first. July first. It all goes. Yeah, last seven years. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So we're Get done. Get ready, people. You're about yeah. to hear some booms and bangs. Yeah. Man, they don't say, well, it's not my house, not my problem. It's all of our problems. It's a it's a human problem. It has nothing to do with your address or my address. It has everything to do with the fact that we have to stand up for each other. We should be more mindful to be that way. But, yeah, this is uh, the world we're living in. I mean, there's a lot going on. So, uh, hey, don't we have a – are we looking at – we're getting, getting ready to get together on a couple things, aren't we? Uh, we're, we're trying to make some plans. We're, 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 we're trying to finalize some last-minute details, but it's looking like July 2nd, somewhere in mm-hmm. and around Avon, New York – Right. We will be having a an event, an event. And do I people know where Avon, New York is? Have they heard I, I of do, that? Have they heard I of Avon? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like literally from that area. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're trying to finalize the detail. I want to call it a meet and greet because it might be more than a meet and greet. We might have okay. some more people other than myself and you there. But yeah. uh, once we have the details, we're going to get it out to people. So make sure you guys are following um, either the WYSL. Facebook page or right. Red Pill Project's Facebook page on Facebook because that's a that's a good place to schedule and plan events there. Um, or just yeah. go on over to redpills.tv and, and we'll get that information out to you as well. But uh, July 2nd, so that's the, like the day before the Ring of Fire and two days before the 4th of July. So it's like that perfect time. Um, and I'm going to be in the area. And I think, Jim, I'm going to force Jim to come yeah. to the area. I'm glad and to so- come. <laughs> glad to be there. And so we're going to try to get some other local uh, people to come to the event and uh, meet up, maybe some other hosts from WYSL. And we're going to have a great time, and we're just going to we're going to take a few hours, have a good time, celebrate America, uh, the mm-hmm. founding of our country, the Declaration of Independence, a time when people who became patriotic overnight because of the atrocities brought on them by some foreign monarch overseas decided that uh, no more. No more. We're not doing this. And Thomas Jefferson wrote that amazing Declaration of Independence. And so we're going to be celebrating that day, the founding of our country. And mm-hmm. uh, you guys can do it with us. So we'll we'll keep you guys updated on that information. You'll hear some uh, some spots coming out on the uh, the radio here for that. But definitely keep you guys updated on that. And 100% completely a free event for everybody out there. Well, remember, a lot of that has to do with the Declaration of Independence was a, a better path. Right. It was not something that was like unheard of. Right. Like, oh, I, you know, well, what would freedom be like? You know, but but it was actually someone bothered to sit down and really go down and say, listen, we can do this better. We can be a better people. And this is how we do it. And these are the reasons we don't want this. And these are the reasons we do want this. And, you know, it was sometimes uh, writing it down and being articulate about it really does make the difference. And look what it's done for, uh, I mean, the entire world. The entire world is inspired by our constitution and all of our state constitutions really you know they modeled themselves right around the the art our federal constitution they really do they like the language in there they like the way it was worded and those words are used over and over again it's amazing everybody's like all offended about the second amendment right you know those were military weapons and this was and that but every single state since then has put the exact same second you know the second bill of rights in there that says that you know you can own arms you can have guns and i think even in the kansas one it says that you're able to use them in whichever way recreationally you want so you can just use them for fun you know it's not that you actually have to do like a whole uh you know you know like certified this and that you know you can just go out and blow things up because you feel like it that's called america so I mean, this is there's a lot of things in this whole this whole time coming up as we go into the 
you know, the rebirth or the new, you know, the, another new year for our country, we have to remember that we have lost our way and we can get back, we can get back to it. 100% man. Yeah. And we can get back there. And it's either we're going to get back there through and, and I don't mean to say it like this, through a a revolution, cultural revolution, right? Social revolution. Mm-hmm. Um or we can get back there through the taking back of our current country and infrastructure. Uh but but that takes work. And see that's the thing is that people have to understand that you know, we can be keyboard warriors and and that's great Mm. because we need that part filled but we also have to be outspoken we also have to stand up to the authority we also have to push back against that authority and in new york state there's no bigger bigger place in the world to stand up and speak your mind than new york state because it is becoming a tyrannical hellhole there but Man, that, that show went fast. All right, guys, much love, respect. God yep. bless you guys. You all take care. We'll be back with you tomorrow with Dr. Kirk Elliott. Jim, thank you. Yep. We'll see you guys tomorrow.